0: This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Kenji Cataldo.
1: I'm Suyuno Amos.
0: Today we're sharing a conversation with an urgent action grantee. In addition to the yearly regular grant cycle, HPF's urgent action grants support real time responses to community needs. UAGs are available throughout the year for funding requests of up to $5,000, and the turnaround time is just about a week. If you or anyone you know is responding to an urgent community need, please check out the urgent action grants on the HPF website.
1: Our first UAG spotlight is Save Koloa, a community group on Kauai, sounding the alarm over the destructive threat of a $200 million condominium project in the Koloa-Poipu area. This area is home to two endangered species found nowhere else in the world, and a place with known burials. At the end of May, developers started using dynamite to destroy the Kiyahuna Burial Cave. A video of the explosion sparked outrage, and over 43,000 people have signed a petition calling for the protection of Koloa.
0: Our guest from Save Koloa is Elizabeth Okinaka, who joined us remotely on June 21st.
1: Okay, so today we are speaking with Elizabeth from Save Koloa. Elizabeth, would you just like to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, hi, uh, my name is Elizabeth Okinaka. Um, I started the Save Koloa project um, mainly in regards to the Kihuna project that started around December 2020. Um, We were first, this is our first day on site in the beginning of December. Um, you know, we started with a petition and trying to get signatures. And then, you know, we decided to make a Facebook account. And so, you know, Safe Clothes just kind of uh, grew, I guess, from that movement. And I never thought, you know, it would be where it is today. I didn't, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Our main goal was to get signatures for our petition. But, uh, you know, the support that we've got from the community has been amazing. And, um, I like even now we have a lot of outer island people who are going to be flying down and you know people who just feel like they're being called to Kaloa and I think it's it's amazing that more people are you know answering the
0: ancestors calls because um, you know that's what I did for me that was
2: you know I, I couldn't ignore them any longer and um, you know we'd be called to these properties and we didn't know why you know and then within a few weeks machines would show up and Um, I think the caves being destroyed is a a huge issue that affects all of us on the outer islands and I I think that's why so many of the extended people, you know, from the outer islands, they feel the connection to Koloa.
0: Yeah, I saw that the petition now has over 43,000 signatures.
2: Almost more residents than the entire island.
0: (laughs) That's super cool. Um, so can you share about the blasting they started doing in May and the quick turn to rallying the community? It might be helpful also to describe the proposed development project and the impact it would have.
2: Yeah. Um, so the project they're planning is 279 um, luxury condominium units. They're going to be um, over, priced at over a million dollars and they're built directly over the cave system. So. Um, You know, we've been fighting it for months at the county level, um, speaking out in testimony, reaching out to council members, planning commission. And, um, you know, we all testified against these developers getting a tentative approval from the planning commission last year, which uh, we had no idea. Um, We were under the impression that they did get a tentative approval, but it was just the very beginning step and that they had to come back for a full approval and that the community would be involved. And uh, we found out in March that they've somehow went and got a grading and grubbing permit, um, despite, you know, walking into the planning commission basically and saying here, you know, because there's conditions they have to meet and just basically presenting these letters saying we've met all of these conditions when in reality they haven't. And the planning commission just approved it, the public works, you know, they just approved these permits. They're not really fact checking and double checking. Are these developers actually doing what they've claimed they have? Are they, you know, checking with these other agencies like US Fish and Wildlife or Shifty, um, you know, State Historical Preserve, the Burial Council, and you know, they're not, and they just approved these permits. So that triggered um, heavy machinery on the property Um, You know, our first thought was that they would go in and that maybe it would be, you know, machines or a cultural monitor. And it ended up them exploding dynamite um, directly over the cave system. And um, we had no idea it was going to get to that point. You know, we don't I've never heard of any other project on Kauai where they just go in and start blasting. And you know, to us, it's just purely they are rushing to get it done as fast as possible. And somehow with just this grading and grubbing permit, they're now fully you know, exploding explosives on this property and causing huge damage. Um, and there's still to this day, there's never even been like a final archeological survey of this property. Um, they had biologists come in after the fact, after they had already been blasting and and had machines in there, and so everything is being done after the fact. You know, um, they, you know, they, it's like they bring in these guys who are getting paid by the developer, and they're so easily to say, "There's no caves there, there's no spiders there, there's no endangered species there." But we have people like Adam Esquith, he has spent years um, studying the cave system and he was one of the main people who pushed to get the spider listed as endangered. And he's been supportive of us. And he says, there's no way that property is 200 yards from a registered cave. And it's surrounded by other caves and lava tubes. And I mean, anybody can tell looking at these maps that this property is how these caves and these lava tubes connect. They're not just random, you know, cave openings. It's all an interconnected system. And this, you know, this deep ecosystem that I don't even think we understand the effects, you know, it's like when we go in and we just let these guys start blasting and killing off native species. And to us, it was almost like, because there is still pending um, burial registries. So how they're even getting away with this, I have no idea. And to us, it was almost like they knew there was caves and, there might've been spiders and there was Evie there and the best way to cover it up is to just blast it. And then, um, you know, we even documented, we were doing drones every day and immediately after, I mean, you could feel the blast and I've, I've never heard dynamite or felt that, but the way that it traveled under the ground, it was like, you can feel the ground is hollow. It was scary. And Um, you know, it's not the, they're also claiming that it's like they're blasting rocks and that it's these small little explosives going off when you can see in the video, it's these huge strips of dynamite. And I mean, we walked and we saw they're drilling down almost like 14 feet in the ground, putting these explosives all in a huge line and basically collapsing the lava tubes.
1: Yeah. That's really outrageous to hear about, um, I wonder if we might for anyone, you know, who's not familiar with this issue, just take it back a little bit, if you could give us a timeline from, you know, the petition all the way up until now and how Save Koloa has been involved in active efforts.
2: Yeah, so um December twenty twenty, I was called to the property um, you know, by Kapuna. I don't know why I ended up there and there was a machine on site and you know, I called Roslyn, and the first day we walked was in the beginning of December. And that's, you know, we immediately kick started let's do a petition, contact, you know, the county, the council, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. And I mean, we tried for months. Um, in January, we filed registrations for the burials on that property, and they claimed they lost our paperwork. And I mean, at this point, it's happened multiple times where either they say they never received it, they sit on our paperwork or they say that we didn't submit documents that are required that we did. Um, we've had, you know, paperwork come back missing sections of land claims or, um, genealogies or affidavits to who, you know, who they are. And like Roslyn, you know, her genealogical connection to that land. And it's almost just like anything we've tried has been shut down, you know, um, I think when we start figuring out the people who are involved, it, it makes us realize how these things are happening. When you, you know, you find out things like the Kauai Island Burial Council's mother, you know, manages this property. And there's all these people who have these huge conflict of interest. You know, we've got multiple ex-county attorneys representing this developer. Um, these county attorneys signed off on, you know, county agreements that nobody knew about but them. And it's almost like these these ex county attorneys who have this deep inside knowledge of these agreements are telling these developers, "Go buy land here. This is under a county agreement. You're going to get all your permits. It'll be quick and easy and fast." And you know we're having people like Gary Pinkston who come in and I mean this guy is facing federal charges by the IRS. It's public. It's public record and. It's just crazy that, you know, in Hawaii, we're offering kind of like Puerto Rico, these tax incentives and these tax breaks, which is exactly what is happening in Koloa. They're, you know, they're begging investors basically to come in and buy land here and they're giving them tax breaks. And then on top of that, the county is accepting, you know, federal money and federal funding and doing things to make these developments happen faster and easier. And, um, you know, we've spoken out on so many meetings, OHA, Shifty, Burial Council. OHA held an entire meeting about the Koloa burials last year and then nothing happened. And, um, you know, we feel like we just keep hitting a wall. Um, So for months, you know, we spoke out last year in August, the developer did go to the planning commission where he did get that tentative approval um, but, you know, like we said, the planning commission was very adamant that this is a step one. It's the very beginning. Um, I mean, they told us they can't go in there with machines. This isn't going to start anything. So we, you know, we're well under the the thought that we had time. Um, so we did also we had uh, an environmental attorney who helped us last year and we started notifying uh, people like Shifty, U.S. Um, yes Fish and Wildlife. Um, we served the developer ourselves. I mean, Roslyn served Gary Pinkston with an EV Kapuna, cease and desist. And, you know, it's crazy that these archaeological firms that have basically been wiping away history since the 70s, they're still doing it. And, I mean, there's videos about how the Koloa field system was one of the most culturally significant I mean, you know, it's like Kanaka engineering at its finest. It is dry. Now they say it's dry and arid and it could never be agricultural use, but that's not what it was. It was agricultural heaven. And the water diversion, the overdevelopment, the greed has destroyed that. And it's just crazy to know that, you know, this land that was, if you've ever heard the story of Kukona and the battles and the way that, you know, the caves were such a deep, part of Koloa and Koa, of all the islands, you know, but especially for like Kukona, how he knew how to utilize those caves. And in battle, that's how he won, you know, and um, it's just sad to think of these cave systems that, you know, Kapuna knew these caves and they've just been forgotten about. And, um, you know, we go in them, I mean, I haven't, but we, ha- we do have people who have gone in them recently and there's bars, there's metal gates. You, you can't even access this. And, um, it shows that they know this is a culturally significant site. And I, I just don't know how, uh, you know, we keep watching these caves and our, you know, our whole ecosystem just be depleted of its resources for development and for greed. And, uh, You know, I say this at every planning commission, it's like, are you guys thinking ahead? Like, are you guys thinking to the future generations? Because it's not only gonna be my kids or your kids that suffer, it's gonna be all of us that suffer. And, um, you know, I think on Kauai, I've heard this on other outer islands, but the corruption is so deep. It's so deep on Kauai. It's deeper than I ever, ever would have thought. Our county council, our planning commission, our county attorneys, our judges, Um, So we do have a lawsuit coming up. We filed an injunction recently because, you know, we felt like we had no other option. Um, And we tried to get a TRO and a stop work order, you know, and immediately the judge sat on it for almost two weeks, denied the stop work order. And in that meantime, they, you know, they kept blowing up the caves and we do have a court date coming up, but you know, it's really disheartening when you, know the court system here and that you know on Kauai, like even one of our judges his daughter works for the planning commission and there's only one other judge who can see our case and she's pretty notoriously um has known to side with the county so um you know it's just i think we're we're all feeling kind of defeated and um you know we had an amazing march though i mean I was shocked when I pulled up that day and I saw, you know, like I knew we got the word out and I knew a lot of people were going to show, but that was amazing to me. And, um, you know, I think that it's, it's heartbreaking. It's sad that it's gotten to this point, but I think it's beautiful that because of this one project, you know, we've woken this whole community up and I think people are finally starting to pay attention. And, you know, a year ago when we would do County meetings, nobody would be on. But us, one or two people, no public input, and approve, approve. I mean, now I get the word out, and it's like we got ten people, people from Oahu, people from Big Island. you know, and it's it, That's what we need because um, on Kauai, you know, the plantation mentality is really strong here. We're really small, and we grow up with that. Like, don't you say anything. You be quiet. Keep your mouth shut. No make trouble. And you know, I think it's beautiful that we're finally waking people up or making them realize like no more, no more of that. We can, we cannot keep sticking our head in the sand and pretending these things aren't happening. And um, so that's just my main goal, you know, right now is just keep trying to wake people up and, um, you know, spread. I like, you know, posting documents, letting people see like, you know, I can't believe this is happening. So I think it's amazing for people to understand the backstory of, I mean, Koloa is an entire Ahupua'a that was stolen by the big five. It goes down to that. Koloa was purchased by the Knutson Trust, who in 1970, quiet titled the entire Ahupua'a, dispossessed thousands of acres of land, caves, burials, lava tubes, all was taken away and destroyed from these families. And you know, I've just been going back recently and like studying. It's like every one of these cave entrances had an LCA. There was a family whose it was their kuleana for generations to protect these sites. And now it's a golf course somehow. And it just, I don't, I don't know how we got here. And it's, it's sad to see the disconnect now, you know, generations. Cause now it's like, we're two, three generations down the line. And we're at the point where there's like no people left, local people left in Kaloa. Um, small little two basically two three little neighborhoods that are the last little tight hold of local families but even this year um our tiny little old houses in our neighborhood are now going for a million dollars and you know it's sad to see slowly uh, you know our neighbors are giving in and selling the houses getting the money going to the mainland and you know it just i just worry for our future because i can't buy a house what are my kids and my grandkids gonna do
0: yeah, it's disheartening to hear those changes you're describing, but really good to hear how people are being activated and are waking up. So you you mentioned the march and the upcoming court date. What are ways that people can show up and support your efforts to save Kaloa? Either people on Kauai or folks on other islands as well. How can we support you?
2: Um, so I think we're gonna be doing a few more events. Um we flew out to Oahu for the EV conference, and I think that was good, you know, just to build bonds with the outer islands and know that we're not alone. And when we came back, um, we saw that the airport had been covered in advertisements for this property. Um, so I think we, you know, we also want to like hold signs at the airport. If anybody's on Kauai, like, let's let's stand in front of the airport and show these tourists who are coming off the plane. and. And seeing these advertisements, buy now, ready now, you know, marketing like it's built and it's this beautiful project and and let's show them the reality and say, no, do not buy this. Even if it's for a day, you know, it's sending a message. And so, yeah, I do want to do like another March sign holding. Um, If anybody wants to come down July 20th, we're going to try to pack the courtroom, you know, even if they don't, you know, even if they do try to dismiss it, we're not going to give up. And and I think it's good to show the judge, like, this is not okay. And that it's not just one or two of us, you know, being annoyed and making noise. It's this whole, our whole community doesn't want to stand for this anymore. And, um, you know, so we do, we also have like a t-shirt fundraiser on our link tree. Um, and then we, you know, we have like a Venmo, but I mean, we, yeah, we kind of just, it have, like self-funded and, um, you know, we have gotten support from a few other nonprofits here, which has been amazing help for us. Like Kamavai Lualani, um, Nikki, she's been amazing helping us. You know, we didn't know how to apply for grants or anything. And um, yeah, so we do have like the T-shirt fund, fundraiser Venmo and stuff and the website. And I think just, you know, spreading the word and, and raising awareness is important.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know?
2: Um, I just want to push that, um, you know, like these archeological firms that are are bragging about the preservation of these sites, I think we need to look at them on every Island and see that nowadays, like building subdivisions around hails, like this is not okay. And we cannot stand for this anymore. And we cannot allow these archeologists to continue to erase history. So um, you know, I just push. I hope that for more of our younger generation, like, let's become archaeologists. Let's do these studies ourselves. Let's become, you know, even if it means getting involved in, in government, you know, or showing up to these planning commission meetings, it takes two minutes to testify. And I can tell you that when you show up and there's these meetings where not one person testifies, it's so sad how easily these things pass. And when we speak up and we use our voice two minutes, three minutes to testify and say, I'm not okay with this. I don't agree with this. You can ship these whole meetings and it sends such a powerful message. And, you know, I think we really start got to start holding these people accountable. Um, on Kauai, our planning commission, are people who are entirely appointed by Derek Kolakami, our mayor. So we have to realize he's running again. If we vote him in again, it's going to be this all over again. So, um, you know, just start showing up, speaking out. um, Don't be afraid to use your voice. And come election time this year, I think really look into who's running for our county council because on Kauai, we do have an opportunity to make change. You see Maui with how amazing, at least their county council is trying to do something. And sadly for us, we have like one or two that are, are good out of the rest so if we can have even three or four who were just as good as them it, it would be a lot easier for us to have people who actually want to hear our concerns and deal with it you know and so i think you know yeah just really really look into who's running this year and figure out who these people are and don't just vote for them because they have a local name or you know that family or as your uncle or you know it's sad but at this point you got to figure out who these people are what did they stand for who's contributing to these campaigns because a lot of it is real estate agents and developers. And, um, you know, I think just education is the key. You know, we gotta, we gotta get more younger generations doing their genealogy and working towards claiming back the land because, you know, we gotta start occupying.
0: Thank you for that message and for offering that long-term vision and course of action as well. Even though this is an urgent thing to confront now, it's part of a long history, and as you described, shifting the system is a long-term project. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: Yeah, mahalo for speaking with us, Elizabeth. Thank you guys so much.
0: To learn more about the struggle to save Kaloa and get involved, check out the Save Kaloa link tree in the episode description, or on Instagram under at Save Kaloa. You'll find their petition, t-shirt fundraiser, and all sorts of other information there. Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund, produced by me. And me. With additional support from... Mickey! Our theme music is Revolutionary, from the band Ukla Mock, written and sung by Mickey Huihui.
1: Hui.
0: Thank you to our community donors and to you, our audience, for listening.
1: Ahuiho. Ahui ho!